three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. Oh my God. We're not going <laughs> to pretend like we didn't skip a week because Alec decided he wanted to play in real life football manager. So episode 23. Yeah, buddy. Okay. You were busy over here working for football clubs and stuff that you're like, oh, I can't record the night. I'm so busy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Football. So we didn't record because... I felt bad. I was like, you, you know what? Don't stress, buddy. Don't stress. I got you. But either way, episode 23 is here for you. The playoffs are about two and a half weeks away. We're going to come at you with some East and West player picks that we think will uh, maybe do okay. Maybe not. There might be some value. Maybe not. I don't know. But first, Alec, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i feeling good after that intro a little bit, actually. Um, I, I have to say, though, I was not playing football manager um, I was just, our home opener was this past Friday. Um, I do work for a soccer team, so, um, it, it's kind of tough to record the night before our, uh, our home match. So, um, I apologize for everyone that was looking for, uh, for an episode last week, but, um, God, I got stuck at the stadium until about eight 45. And so I was texting with Jorge and I was like, I just, I, I gotta go to bed, dude. Like a uh, very long week, but we made it through and, uh, it, it's back to basketball now. Um, if you listen to me, I guess yesterday, because this will drop on Friday on the baseball podcast, and you have to listen to me once again. Sorry, oh, not sorry. Just pick deal with up it, that but, name. Uh, you just dropped again. Not really, dude. That's just like that's just for the brand. For the brand. That was that was just a for the brand shout out there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, taking the week off was was tough, but uh, you know, we're we got what five games left for uh for the NBA regular season when we get into playoffs. So lot to talk about real not really a ton of news on sower for it but uh we'll we'll kind of just jump into uh to some players here and uh and kind of playoff predictions yeah i mean it, it's been great I'm, I'm excited but there is a little bit of news which right before we get into all the all the fluff and stuff baseball opening day is technically today the day we're recording yes alec debuted on the baseball show we're going to be doing some big great baseball content go check them out over there just great but it just tied in perfectly because out of nowhere sower was like hey week three of baseball the MLB is getting ETH rewards. Ooh. Alec, does that mean there is an open door for ETH to come to Silver NBA? Absolutely. Um, they they announced the baseball portion completely out of the blue. Um, I mean, after the the Q and A that was on Reddit the other week, I mean, they said it was coming soon, but they were still working on it and didn't really give us a timeline. So. Um, I just kind of pushed that to to the back of my mind. Didn't really think it was actually coming soon because anyone that says it's coming soon never actually means it's coming soon. So um, that was definitely a big surprise. And I think if they can do it on baseball, it's for sure coming to basketball. Um, I think at the at the start of next season, I don't think we'll get it in time for playoffs. Um, it also then kind of rewards managers that have been kind of bulking up for the playoffs and kind of kind of hurts new users in a sense. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we for sure get it for basketball. I'm very excited for it. Um, it's not the reason that I play, but it is nice. You know, if you score enough points or, cause I think on, on the football side of it, you have to hit a certain number of points scored in order to get 50. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not sure kind of how they'll do that for, 
um, for basketball. Cause obviously with the, the kind of the cap modes for it, it's a little bit mm. different as opposed to the football side um, on the baseball side. Obviously if you've a, a game week where ever uh, multiple teams are playing five games, cause on the um, baseball side, it's a cumulative score as opposed to basketball. It's, it's, you pick the highest score and that's it. So um, how they exactly do it, I'm interested to see. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great that they're bringing it to basketball. People have been asking about it all season long. So um, <laughs> to finally to finally get it on the baseball side and then kind of push that off to to basketball next season, I think is going to be great. So yeah, it's it's all good news. It, it's exciting times. It really is exciting times. And yeah, it, look, it's too late for them to bring it to basketball, even if they yeah. could, right? Maybe they do have the okay, but look, it's the end of the season. We're winding down, focus on the playoffs. They already kind of announced the reward structure for that. Like people don't like change, whether it's good or bad. Like someone's going to be mad one which way or the other. So look, the door's open. We think we'll get it. How we'll go get it. I don't know, but hey, it's here. The future's looking bright. Everything is down in the dumps as far as prices. So I don't know about you, but it's a good time to get in, which is kind of why we're doing this. We're going to do a two-parter episode. We're going to focus on the East and the West. Today, we're going to do the East, and we're going to pick some players and uh, think that might help you get in the playoffs and uh, kind of focus on a strategy, whatever strategy they might be, because there is a couple. So, Alec, why don't you just start us off? Give us, give us one. Give us a player right now that you just want to get off your chest right now. Off the top of my head, I mean, we were texting about him, you know, earlier in the week. I know you just bought his card. So we're just going to we're going to jump right into it with Donovan Mitchell here. Um, He's we've seen what he can do in the playoffs in Utah. Um, We know what he can do in the regular season, obviously. But, you know, looking back to to the bubble with him and Jamal Murray, just with battling 40 point games back and forth for a seven game series. We know what he can do. Cleveland's a much better team than when he was in Utah. So um, the teams around him, it's it's going to be somewhat of a tough matchup, kind of where they're looking right now. Um, probably going to get the Knicks in the first round, which kind of that'll get me to one of my other picks later. So I'll kind of save that for a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, a guy that can we've seen him put up. What was it? 70, 70 points this year. Yeah, I mean, he put up 64. What was it last 64? That's what it was. Um, and that's just that's just NBA points. So and he hit 100 this year. Yeah, like he he scored a, a hundred and so rare, and obviously he had rebounds and all that fun stuff into it. So we've seen what he can do in the playoffs. It comes down to can your superstar carry the weight? He's proven he can. Um, so even if the the Cavs don't make it out of the first round, at the very least, he's going to be a guy that for one full series in a game week, you are getting an absolute stud. Yeah, no, um, one hundred percent, like full transparency. Yep, I just picked him up last week. As soon as I picked him up, I was like. He, he only had one game that week, too. And I was just like, oh, I was like, I don't really want to play him. But I was like, I just bought him. So I threw him in. Yeah, he banged the 64. So uh, but the rest of the lineup was crap. So I might have killed it anyway. But it was cool. It was cool to see the deep green score. And no, I definitely I definitely agree with the Donovan Mitchell shout. Um, They have they have a chance to really, really go far. And at the end of the day, who else on the Cavs would you really want that, you know, for sure is going to really be that guy on the court every night? Um, and yeah, what a, what a great, what a great pick. What a great way to start this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll kind of, I'll go, I'll go with my tried and true that we have mentioned multiple times on this episode. His L10 typically stays, stays a little low. He's a good mid range, but Derek white for the Boston Celtics, this guy, he, he hit a bit of, he hit a little slump, you know, a few weeks ago, but he's kind of finding form again. His minutes are starting to come back. And at the end of the day in the playoffs, they're going to play some really, really hard games. And Derek White's going to be that guy who, when you need him most, he's going to hop right in there for him. And same thing. We've seen peak scores, 71, 56, 51, 54. This guy can do it. He can hit way over his cap. And I, th- I, think, he's a sne- I think he's a sneaky buy. And he's cheap. He's under 20 bucks. So 
you can't you can't go wrong with a good old Derek White for the Boston Celtics. And I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the Celtics kind of have a good path to uh, making a deep run in the playoffs this year, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, just just looking at kind of where it stands today, um, they're at the two seed. They are three games back of Milwaukee for the three um, and two games, or excuse me, three games back of Milwaukee for the one uh, and two games ahead of Philadelphia for the three. Um, so as it stands right now, they would play the winner of the seven, eight um, playing game. So as of now, it'd be Miami and Atlanta, which would be a good series. But I mean, obviously, we saw Boston making it to the to the finals last year. Um, it's, they pretty much brought everyone back. I mean, Jason Tatum's on another level, Jalen Brown, kind of that whole rotation. I mean, they've got guys like Derek White stepping up where, um, you know, when they had some injuries, he was coming in and was arguably the best player in so rare in terms of exceeding his cap. Right. Um, obviously, he wasn't putting up the the highest scores, but, you know, for a guy that at the time his cap was around 20, he was putting up 40 to 50 so rare points on any given night. Um, he's proven he's done it before. He's been in the league a little bit. Um, he played under, you know, Greg Popovich in San Antonio, who has incredible playoff experience. So um, he's he's definitely a good guy that you can kind of target, you know, kind of lower value. And then also then expect the Celtics to kind of turn around and um, hopefully get a, uh, either make the NBA finals or at least make the conference finals and, uh, and you know, face the Bucks again. And that's what we all want. That is that, that is what we all want. Oh, that is what we all want. All right. Give me give me one. Give me one. What you got? What you got? What you got? Yeah, so I am going to go with another team that wears green, kind of another mid-range guy. Um, As a Bulls fan, I absolutely hate to say this. It kills Uh me to say this. Uh Um, But uh, I'm going to go Grayson Allen for a little bit. Really? Um, Just kind of just hear me out a little bit on this. He is a guy where he's very inconsistent and feels like on what his true score is, which is obviously good because that helps keep his cap fairly low. But on the same time, he's also proven that he can come out of nowhere and drop 25 points on any given night, just if he's feeling it. So um, a little bit more of a of a risky pick, I would say, for that, but kind of a guy that if you're looking for, you know, someone to fill in at that back end um, of your champ lineup or even in, in limited contender, or I shouldn't say limited contender, in contender or champ, um, he's got an L10 of 24 right now. He's only about 10 bucks in American US dollars. So um, he's a guy that's kind of going to have that that inconsistency, which if you hit it, it's great. But also you have to be careful because he can burn you and put up a, you know, an L10 or not an L10, um, a, a so rare score of 10 or 11 and kind of kind of kill your lineup if that's the, uh, you know, the only thing he does that series. Yeah. And I mean, you have to say with kind of Middleton, which is a little bit more, a little higher cap, but has been fighting with injuries all mm-hmm. year. So that's another risk. And then you have Jay Crowder, who just recently joined the Bucks, who obviously tried and true as well. So, but again, same thing, battling with injuries and all sorts of kind of weird stuff, late addition. So it's one of those things where, yeah, you, you might have, but that's so risky though. That's one of those, it's Mm -hmm. either going to hit or kill your lineup at the same time. That is, that is D-Gen play. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's risky, but I mean, still kind of looking at the Bucks, you're expecting them regardless of who they they play in that first round and in the second round to to make at least the conference finals. So um, he could be a guy kind of later on that is, you know, f- he's fairly cheap right now for how many he can score. Um, but yeah, you're you're definitely playing, you know, Russian roulette there. It feels like with, uh, with is he going to go off? Is he not going to? So um, you just you kind of have to hope for the best there. And uh, if it works out, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a ton of lineups that have him too. So, you know, if you're kind of looking for that, that contrary pick, he's, he's definitely one of those guys to keep up there. No. Yeah, no, I, d- I definitely agree on that. And I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm going to look at, I'm looking right here at that 24 cap with other players around him too. And you have Marcus smart, which has just been a stinker all year long. You have Robert Williams who has been injured as well. And what Bobby Portis, who 
is a role player, Kobe White, which <laughs> we could talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Grayson Allen for a 24, nice little sneaky kind of in that range pick, which I, I, I had, I struggled finding players in that range. I kind of mm-hmm. try to pick through a range of players and yeah, that middle, that middle ground is a little risky. Either it's just teams in the plane or not. So uh, I, I actually really like that show. Grayson Allen, you know, he's, he's proven on that team. He does have a significant role in that team. So uh, that's, that's a very good, uh, it's a very good pick there. My my, no, I have another one a little higher than that. But for the Sixers, we got to give some Sixers some shout because they are a very good team as well. A little questionable at times, but they are. But Tyrese Maxey, who hit a little bit of a slump, but in the last like week or two, he's been kind of cooking. And I I think he might get overlooked. Everyone's going to go for the Embiid's. They're going to go for the Hardens. You know, the Anthony Melton's maybe. But Tyrese, if you could sneak him in there. For a pretty good price, man. Like, okay, look, at the end of the day, everything's pretty good price. It's a little bit up there. He's in the mid-20s range, but hey, mid-20s, 35, and in the last couple of games, 41, 54, 52. That's what you want. You want players that can hit well above their cap. The only downfall is if he kind of stays this hot into the playoffs, his cap might go up, which kind of stinks. But at the same time, the Sixers are in such a good spot right now where they might be able to kind of take it easy a little bit kind of going in there into the playoffs. and. Maybe maybe get some rest, a little rotation to have his L10 drop a little bit. So I think Tyrus Maxey is a really good pickup. Uh, he's going to be a good role player for your team and uh, should uh, help you go far. Yeah, I mean, it's he was one of the guys I had on my list too. So that's what you get for your list good. Um, making my job a little bit easier here to kind of follow up on that too. But yeah, I mean, it's he, he's a guy that's got a role, whether or not they're healthy or they're banged up. Um, Harden just returned from injury last game. So, um, and Maxi's minutes really didn't drop at all. Um, I think he went from, I just had this pulled up. Come on. There we go. Um, he actually, they did not drop a minute. He went from 34 minutes the night before to 34 again with, with Harden being in. Um, back in the lineup so um, really his his roles kind of carved out in that team which is which is kind of what you want to see especially come playoff time Um, because at the end of the day you're just you're trying to find guys that get minutes and in the playoffs you know they they really start to limit and kind of strict down on on who's getting minutes how many minutes they're getting so you know when you're seeing a guy that's consistently getting 30 plus minutes you know coming close to 35 a night that's a guy that you know that even if he doesn't have the best night, he's still staying in that rotation. Whereas if you're targeting a guy that's kind of the, the seventh or eighth man off the bench that sure he's doing well in the regular season, he may only get five to 10 minutes a night at the end of a quarter where he's not really doing much. So um, the, the the biggest thing kind of when targeting guys, if, if you're ever in question, just simply look at the guy that gets more minutes and more minutes consistently too. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, right? These, these are players that we think everyone, like at the end of the day, we're hoping that going through this, like hearing what we have to go through kind of helps you make decisions on your own as well. Uh, because it could, and it all depends on your gallery. I mean, you may have guys where you can fit him in or you can't, or you have to target a little bit lower. But like you said, it is when it comes to the playoffs, it's not so much of a, oh, he's a low L10. So I'm just going to throw him in. He plays like 15 minutes. If he's playing 15 minutes a night in the regular season, that's going down to he, five. He legitimately maybe. may not yeah. see the or floor. Or may not even see all. the court. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it. And, that, and that's what makes it hard. I've been, as I've been thinking through this, it's, it's going to be incredibly hard to find that balance with the L10s of getting the right team, planning for the right team, but also fitting in the guy who, if he, he has an L10 of like 12 or 13, like he's probably not going to play a lot in the playoffs and it's going to kill your lineup. So you're, you're almost like focusing on at least your four picks. Right. And it's, 
dude, it's going to be all over the place. But I'm just, I'm so excited. Like this is incredibly, it's at first it was like, Oh yeah. Playoffs, but actually putting some thought into it, you're just like, Oh my God. It's just, it all gets harder. Uh, now. Oh, yeah. it gets harder. And on top of that, I was thinking about it too. What are the odds that Harden's going to play through multiple series going hard at playoff yeah. speed, physical speed. Like Harden's already pretty banged up. We've seen it this year. His, he's not the Harden of old. He might struggle. And now you're taking a gamble. You're paying double the price of Maxi for a Harden. And you might not even know if how much you're going to get out of him. So correct. Yep. there's a little risk in that as well. So spot on. Love it. All right. What you got? Um, I'm going to actually, this one's another somewhat risky pick, but kind of stays in exactly what we just talked about. I'm going to go with his teammate. Um, I'm going to go with PJ Tucker here. Um, and, and just, just, just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did I know? Hold on. How did I know? Hold on. I have been talking about PJ Tucker all season as a guy that, you know, exactly what you are getting out of him. His L10 is 11. He's not going to get you more than 15. He's probably going to put up a one or a two a game, but then the next he's also putting back up a 12. So at the very least you are getting that floor and he's going to see minutes because of his defense, because he can rebound. And at the end of the day, it just kind of like what we said, that is what you need. By no means am I saying go out and buy PJ Tucker because the the man cannot score a basket to save his life. But at the same time, if you are looking for someone at the back end of a lineup who you just simply need to fill a spot and you're only like, I, you know, I want to get everyone in, but I've only got 10, 11, 12, however few L10 points left. He's a guy that you can throw in. And at the very least say, I feel comfortable getting his L10 out of it. Um, right. it's, it may not necessarily help your lineup succeed, but it's, it, you'd rather get that 10 or 11 than a goose egg or a one or get a guy that just simply doesn't play. So, um, that, that, that kind of feels like a throwaway pick in a sense, but it, it's just, it, Guys like that that you can target that simply just get minutes and regardless of what their L10 is, you can just throw them at the back of that lineup. If you're looking for one extra spot, if it means you're submitting a lineup or not, just just kind of go for it and and fingers crossed, hope for the best. But Sheesh. but really don't expect expect much out of anything on that. Well, especially in a competition like this, where whether you're just focused on the weekly's winning rewards or you're focused on the long game and really shooting for those long-term playoff picks, it's you don't want a DNP. Mm-hmm. So it almost becomes a, if you really almost, it's hard to win these competitions when everybody's gunning, gunning for first place, you know, you have thousands of people gunning off for the same prize. Right. So it's almost like risk reward where, yeah, PJ Tucker's a, a real risk. But at the end of the day, while other people are getting, you know, zeros just simply because they're just trying to squeeze that little bit of L10 on the top end, you're getting 10 points from PJ Tucker. And all of a sudden that could be a game changer right there because you went against the grain or you took that risk or PJ Tucker bangs out of 20, 25. And all of a sudden you're sitting there way ahead of everybody else who just threw something away. So I think, yeah, a lot of the meta might be really finding those consistent guys at the low end that you know are going to give you those minutes and really bolster your your points and hope hope for the best because at the end of the day in a competition like this we're all just hoping for the best and uh trying to have fun with it right yeah exactly i mean you, you can't score if you're not on the court so um even if you're getting three rebounds and that's it that's three more rebounds than the guy that doesn't play so it's yeah it, I don't know. I, I feel kind of gross about that pick, but that was kind of one that I was like, I might as well just throw it up as long as we were talking about guys that that just get minutes and and kind of go from there. All right. Well, I'll kind of go on that too, and I'll throw you out my gross pick. Uh, I'm going to go with a flyer fire because they got to win a few games first. 
Kevin Love for the Miami Heat. Because at the end of the day, I think Miami can beat Atlanta in the play-in, get a shoot into the playoffs, automatically get into a series with Boston. A mm, little rough. But it's Kevin Love. He's proven. The Heat insist on starting him for some reason when he's not really producing. <laughs> but he's Kevin Love. We know he can cook. We know it's in there. Put him in a playoff situation. Put him in a, you know, winner go home situation. You can you can get that production out of Kevin Love. I assume his L10 is going to stay under 20 until the playoffs. It's not as glorious as a PJ Tucker at 11 at the time of recording, but same thing. You're probably not going to get a lot. It's going to stay low. People aren't going to want to play him for that reason. But in that moment where it hits, it's going to hit. It's going to feel so good. Mm. It's going to feel so good. And so, yeah, I think Kevin loves a good shout. Uh, hopefully he stays in his poor form until the playoffs start. But yeah, it's it's hard. I, I've been going up and down. I'm like, okay, well, at the low end of the spectrum, it's a it's a it's a hard life out there. It's it's going to be very tough and interesting to see kind of what what teams do with their rotation because you know you can really only get so many guys minutes, and if you got three guys in your current rotation each getting 15, you're probably going to cut one of those guys just completely out, and then only booster or boost up you know the two other guys by maybe a minute or two here, and then the rest is just going straight to your starters. So. Um, it, it's going to be very interesting to see kind of what teams do when they shorten up those rotations, because, you know, we can sit here and say, we know what they're going to do. You know, analysts can sit there, but at the end of the day, it, it very well could change on a game by game basis, just based on what happens in that first game. If you come out and the guy only gets five minutes here, but he makes a huge impact, but they're down 20, he's probably getting more minutes that next game. And that whoever was playing ahead of him is now bumped out. So, you know, the, these rotations, although they seem like they're set, can very easily change in in the blink of an eye from overnight, just from one game to another, just based on adjustments. Because, I mean, it's you, you don't have time in the playoffs to kind of tinker with your rotations. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should give this guy. It's either, is he going to produce and fit the system we're trying to run and exploit something for us, or is he not? And if the answer he's not, he's just not going to see the floor. No. And... And yeah, and like you said it perfectly, like I was if you if you didn't take it there, I was going to take it there and go. It's going to come down to who ate their Wheaties in the morning and who showed up on the court that day. It doesn't matter who it is. They could Kevin Love could sit for being old, whatever. He just doesn't show up, and then all of a sudden you put in what is it, Orlando Robinson or whatever his name is, Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson. I don't know. There's I mean, he's their shooter. I don't know. It's I don't, I don't know. Yeah, There's so many Orlandos and Duncans and Robinsons, and I don't even know. <laughs> There's too much dang sports athletes in my head, and they're all just starting oh, to blend together. Oh, it oh. is. They have a Duncan Robinson, and they have an Orlando Robinson, who is a center who has not played in. It cuts off after five games, but um, yeah, they they do have an Orlando Robinson. So hats Ooh. off to you, Ooh. good sir. Good. See, I know what I'm talking. <laughs> about. There's, yeah, no, no, there's not. I was gonna say there's beautiful things in the chaos, but no, it's mostly just chaos. It's just straight chaos, yeah. Yeah, it's just straight chaos. All right, we just topped off Kevin Love. Where where are you going? Where are you taking us next? Hopefully out I'm, of the gutter. Yeah, out of the gutter here. Um, I'm gonna go with Jalen Brunson, who on the on the Knicks has been great this year. Um, he was very solid in Dallas, but he has been on another level this year in the in New York. Um, really kind of on basketball's biggest stage, I guess, if you want to call it between that and LA. Um, he's done very well. Obviously, Julius Randle missing another. They announced today it was it two to three weeks, I think. So yeah, that kind of puts him right around where that playoffs are going to start. So if he's missing more time, it's it's all going to fall on Brunson to just just carry the weight. Which I mean, he's done 
before. I mean, Randall's been, you know, there's games where Brunson goes off and Randall kind of takes a night off or, or you flip flop it the other way. But I mean, even if Randall does come back, they've both proven that they can both produce on the same night. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, just Jalen Brunson, and he's a guy that at the end of the games, you trust to have the ball in his hand. He's a good decision maker. He's a great passer. So, you know, even if that shot's not falling, he's still going to distribute and, you know, at least get assists and kind of rack up some more, some more sore points for it too. Yeah. I mean, and again, he's dealing with injuries right now too, which I'm actually going to jump in because we can kind of do this together behind Jalen Brunson in case he does have a little tweak or so is another guy under 23, Emmanuel quickly mm-hmm. who when Brunson is out has stepped up and stepped up in a huge way. Their caps are basically the same 35, 36 quickly is way cheaper, obviously, because if Brunson's healthy quickly getting those secondary minutes, but if you want to protect yourself in the long term and say, hey, give or take, or hey, they play two, three games, and you see, you know, the third game, they go, they go seven games, all of a sudden, someone's gonna need some rest somewhere, someone's gonna need to take a nap somewhere. So you kind of handcuff your play a little bit. And I think same thing. Emmanuel quickly can hit the, in the last like two, three weeks, he's just been hitting 40, 65, 48. So he can hit the same numbers as Brunson, maybe not at the same caliber or as often or as consistent, but He's proven that he he's actually hit a he he's actually hit bigger than Brunson this year once. So there you go, a little little back to back action, a little tag team duo right here with Emmanuel Quickly and Jalen Brunson. I like it. Yeah, I mean they, they kind of you know Maxi and or Tyrese Maxi and Philly and Emmanuel Quickly, both guys that are are gonna see minutes and can definitely make an impact. Um, quickly kind of mainly more or comes off the bench a little bit more than Maxi, but I mean, he's shown when he gets his minutes and even when he's not getting a ton of minutes, he can still produce in, in limited run too. So that's, that's definitely kind of a, a good handcuff pick. If you're a little bit nervous about Brunson or, or even Randall coming back too. Oh yeah. Oh, please Randall come back. Cause that just means I'm going to have to go buy another MVP because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was so sad. Well, because this week too, if I wanted to win, I needed him to, kind of step up his game in that second one. And uh, yeah, no, he went off injured instead. So uh, thanks, basketball gods. Appreciate you. Thanks very much. Brunson and Quickly, very, very good buys. I'm actually, uh, full disclosure, probably going to buy a Quickly at some point tonight. But for tomorrow, you know. Not too bad. Whatever. Hey, he's doing it. He's doing it now. Get that 50%. Get that 15% because you're going to need it. You're going to need the right guys, 15% and the right trash bin at the end of your lineup. So. Yeah, you know, that fifteen percent is going to make a huge difference. So if you're going to buy, I might as well get it before that uh, those playoffs start to get that boost and uh, just kind of you know see what happens. Oh yeah, can you just imagine that twenty two percent PJ Tucker? Oh, just oh, just <laughs> just the sound of it in your ears. That, oh that man, going to hit like twelve and oh my god, oh, I'm going to be mwah. so happy. Pure <laughs> bliss right there. We love PJ Tucker on this podcast. Yes, we do. PJ Tucker and Pat Bev, baby, just two absolute <laughs> dogs. Yo, you want to talk about Pat Bev real quick? Time oh, the Bulls are kind of playing. It kind of goes in this information. Kind of goes in this uh topic, dude. Pat Bev getting a little spicy with the Lakers. Kind mm-hmm. of going at it with LeBron these past two games. How was that? I it almost makes me wish I watched the games. Did did you did you watch them in real time? I watched a couple of them. I obviously saw the the he's too small highlight. I mean you. It all started when he ran an ad for Charmin toilet paper before going back to LA. 
Um, it's just, he's called it a business trip and he's just like, gotta stay super soft and, um, obviously calling out the Lakers and, uh, and Anthony Davis and all that. So, uh, kind of the bad blood carried over there and, you know, he showed out obviously, um, the game on Wednesday night, the, uh, the Lakers came out on, I think it was Wednesday or maybe it was Tuesday Something sometime like this week, the, the Lakers then turned around and, and beat the bulls, but. Um, yeah, getting the getting the little highlight of Pat Bev hitting a a floater over LeBron, and immediately hitting the he's too small. Uh, or he just, smacked the floor. Yeah, it was just he's... incredible. Oh man, dude, I was dying laughing when I saw that. Oh man, it was incredible. Pat yeah. Bev, ne- never change, buddy. Never, never change. change, Pat Bev. Never change. Rest in peace, Orlando Magic. Two days. Oh, can you imagine? We had we had it for like two days. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible Pat, stuff. Uh, former uh, former <laughs> Orlando Magic. 48 hours. What's up, baby? <laughs> All right. You want to take the next one? Yeah, I'll say actually, I, kind of if we want to jump forward a little bit here, um, kind of some guys that you think would be good, but also maybe don't have the best matchup in the first round, or uh, maybe it's kind of like the Bulls that are in the playoffs. So, you know, as far as playoff longevity, not the not the best picks, kind of more plans. risky, but guys, yeah, kind of guys that you can target um, in that first round. And, you know, maybe they're coming in as that six or seven seed that you're not really trusting them to do well, but you're at least getting them for that first game week and, and can kind of go from there. Underdog season. Yep. All right. But, get, it, uh, get it to me. What's your first yeah, one? so kind of kind of looking at that, um, I, I kind of want to stay away from the Bulls a little bit just because it, it feels very very biased. Um, I mean, obviously, DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine would be phenomenal picks because those guys can just De- – DeMar is going to do what he absolutely needs to do to keep the Bulls in the game. Right. Um, and, and obviously, just kind of with where they're at, looking at the the 10 seed right now, they're two games back of the – um, the nine and eight seed. If they only get the nine seed, they have one game. And if they lose it, they're done. Um, if they jump it up to eight, they at least have a chance to to win one game out of two. So um, kind of risky with that. But I mean, looking at the at the Hawks and Heat thing on the flip side of that too. Right now, um, I mean, Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, guys. You know, they can kind of trust with that too. Would be um, very good. Obviously, you mentioned Kevin Love with the Heat already. Um, at this moment, they're in the in the playoff spot or in the play-in spot. Um, they're one game back of Brooklyn to jump up from seven to six. So Brooklyn very well could be playing in that. But even even if the Heat jump up to six, they'd be matched up with with Philly or or kind of however that may play out too. So not really trusting either of those teams to yeah, it's, it's necessarily a make a run. Yeah, so you're, you're kind of looking at the the first game week, maybe into the second, just because I know there's a little crossover with uh, you know when the first round kind of carries over from the first to the second game week. So. Yeah, kind of. I, I feel like those are kind of the main guys to target um, in those ones. But I mean, if you've got so, you've no got Vooch? something else too, fire away. No Vooch. Vooch has been very hit or miss recently. I feel like um, I don't know. He's been. He's also just very frustrating to watch at times. <laughs> yeah, he is. Which, which you know, I I purposely didn't text you the other day when uh, it was the the three year anniversary, I guess, of the of that trade going down. Um, because that was the when the season kind of got pushed back and delayed. So the trade deadline was like middle of March. Um, so I, I saw that notification pop up and it's just, yeah, not great. But I mean, looking at Vooch, he's got an L10 of 38. Um, you know, he he's put up an 11 and 18, a 30, a 33. But then on the flip side, he can put up numbers in the high 40s. So it's it's kind of like the Grayson Allen pick again a little bit with the risk. But Vooch isn't necessarily outscoring his L10 by enough to really justify where if you're eating up 38 points within a lineup, you want a guy that you feel very confident in 
at the very least to hit that, if not blow by it. So, right. I mean, there, there's a reason his L tons at 38 right now, but he's only $11 at 0065 ETH. So it's just, there's just, there's not a lot of trust in, in his sober scores for that consistency. I think it's, there's not a lot of trust in the bulls. That too. Yeah. Which is kind of why I chose my pick where as it stands, the Raptors and the bulls are in the play in. I don't see the bulls beating the Raptors because of their sneaky addition that they added at the trade deadline, Jakob Pertle, who Pertle, since joining the Raptors, has been incredible, completely changed that team. Before that happened, we were all like, Raptors are done. Raptors are tanking. They ain't got what it takes. Since then, Jakob Pertle has completely changed his team. In the last like week or two, his minutes have gone down. But the, I, there's no reason. I mean, uh, OG and Anobi kind of came back a little bit, which that probably had something to do with, but the form that Jake, that portal has been in, uh, I really see him getting a lot of those minutes in the playoffs. And and we've seen it since he joined the Raptors. I mean, he's managed to hit huge scores in the 50s, 60s. And with an L10 of 35, if they're going to manage him until the playoffs, then just kind of let him go off at such a good buy. And at least, at least I think they'll beat the Bulls. And then what? They have to play the Hawks probably because I see Miami beating them too as it stands right now. So, and I think they could win that too. So you might get a little bit of usage. Sure. You can go with the fan Vleets. It's always a good shout. Siakam's on that team. Obviously if you got them, sure. But I think on the lower end of the spectrum, that kind of mid range, I think portal is just, man, if he can get in there, he can probably get you some nice scores. And again, might be one of those differentials why everyone goes towards Siakam and Van Vliet. I mean, Poto can hit those two on any given night. So that's definitely my favorite pick. For less of an L10 too. And I mean, you're kind of kind of looking at the Raptors right now. Um, four games above dropping completely out of the play-in spot, but then also um, three games back of jumping above the play-in spot. So it just, it, it, it looks like they're going to be in the play-in. It's just a matter of whether or not they're playing in that 9-10 or that 7-8. Um, and that can honestly be something if you're if you're looking at a guy in any of those teams, either the Heat, the Hawks, the Raptors or the Bulls, um, and you're you want to go after a guy, but you want to kind of wait and see where they finish. If they get that seven, eight thing or the seven, eight seed, um, you're guaranteed at least two games, because if you lose that first one, then you still play a second one. Whereas if you're in the nine, ten and you lose, you're done. So if you're kind of going to wait until a little bit closer, even the, the day before the season ends, if you want to just take a risk on one of those guys that they're still tied in the standings. Um, I, I think that could potentially be the play. Obviously, you're going to lose out on, I guess, a week's worth of XP. But at that point, you're not going up another another level. So um, it just it kind of depends on on what you want to do and and how confident you feel that that team is going to progress if they're in that nine ten game. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I agree. Do you do you have another pick down here in the plan? I, I mean. Part of me wants to say Pat Bev just kind of for the memes. Oh, come but, but I'm not going to. I mean, I, I already wasted that opportunity on PJ Tucker here. I mean, okay. Um, Actually, I'll make the argument for you. What, what's his What's his L10 right now? Pat Bev. Pat Bev? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. His L10 is 23. Oh, that's high. He's going for three dollars, no. and that's he has outscored his L10 one, two, three, four, four out of the last ten times or 10 games, one of those was a 42. He put up a 29, a 28, and a 26. On the flip side of that, he also put up a 7 and an 8. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why it's, yeah, you just, you truly have no idea. And he's going to be a guy that more consistently is going to get right around his L10. 
Um, so it's kind of like the the whole PJ Tucker thing. He's not going to be a scorer, but he's going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you probably a steal or two or a block or, or one of those defensive stats. Um, so he's kind of just really sitting right around that L10. Um, but for, you know, for an L10 of 23, it's that's kind of too big of a hit to throw in your lineup and just say, hey, get me your L10 and, and go from there. Oh, yeah, that's why I was asking, because if you were going to say maybe under 15, closer to 10, I would have been like, all right, look, one again, one of those things where he's going to get consistent minutes. He's going to get playing time. At the end of the day, it's better than a zero, especially for the, only for that first round, because let's be real. Come on, let's be real. But yeah, at an L, L23, it's just uh, ugh, that's that's gross. That's disgusting. It's just it's too much. Yeah, it's. That that's a complete risk that I do not recommend. I mean, obviously in so rare, you have to take some risks to, you know, try and kind of kind of bump up that lineup a little bit. That's one that you just you have to stay away from, I think. All right. Well, here we go. I'll I'll play this one for you right now, real quick. We'll do because they're all about the same. They're all about the same L10. One's a little cheaper than the other. But out of these three, all right, let's do let's oh, let's do this. Let's do start, bench, and drop. Start right. bench cut. Okay. Start bench Let's cut. Let's see it. Let's We're see gonna it. We're going to do Jimmy Butler, Fred Van Vliet, and Trey Young. Okay. Let me let me pull these guys up first just so I, I – last night on the baseball podcast, I said something and was immediately corrected because I didn't know the correct numbers behind it. So <laughs> who is it? Jimmy Butler, Trey Young, and you said Van Vliet? Yep. Van Vliet, Trey Young, Jimmy Butler. For the, for the play-in because they're, they're higher end, obviously, the play-in. Mm-hmm. If you want to play the play in, you're going to need some of these guys because I think it maybe bleeds in the first round. Or I got to double check that. Uh, I think it does because they have like a, they have like a night off between the the play in game and then kind of when the um, actual playoff round starts. So well, everybody's targeting the first round. You could target the play in, maybe get a little shoop shoop. But yeah, Jimmy B, Van Vliet, and Trey Young. That's, that's a good wow. one. That's yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, all the L10s are we're looking at 45, 43 and 46. So kind of all right around the same. Um, Jimmy B's is actually going to be coming down a little bit because he put up a 32, a 26 and a 23 recently. So um, that's something to kind of consider. Trey Young, same thing. He's got a 14 that's going to be staying on the board for another five games. Oh, man, I, I think like I'm going to dollars of each other. Yeah, I, I think. See, this is tough because no one really consistently blows <laughs> past their L10 that I'm I'm looking at the same player on three different teams here. Like when you kind of compare their L10 and they're both like Van Fleet, if if Siakam is the guy for that night, Van Fleet's not going to do anything scoring wise. Um, when Trey's like when Trey's kind of deferring to DeJounte Murray, he's not really going to be that guy. And, right, it's and one Jimmy of the Butler's other. just a dog. So golly. In a playoff situation. In a playoff situation, I think I'm going to start Jimmy Butler because he's done it before. He had the the bubble series where he kind of just willed the heat to the championship. So, I mean, obviously they lost, but he was unreal that playoffs and just kind of single-handedly carrying guys to to get there. So, we're going to we're going to start Jimmy. Man. <laughs> I'm so I, glad I this I'm, worked out. Yeah. I mean, based off dollar values, Van Fleet's 14 and Trey is 15. So, if you're looking That's for more of like value if you're looking for a value in that sense, I think go for Van Fleet, but I'm going to bench Trey Young and cut Van Fleet because I just feel like he doesn't have that. The, there's more factors to consider with him. Whereas with Trey Young, he's going to get the assists. He's going to get the points if he needs it. And in a playoff game, if he's got to put up 20 plus three point attempts, he's going to do it. Um, he still gets to the line fairly well. So he's getting a bunch of free or free throws there as well. So it's just, 
Yeah, I'm going to go start Jimmy, bench Trey, and uh, and sit Van Fleet. But again, with, with Van Fleet, and really with any of those guys, with the fact that Van Fleet's the cheapest of the three, if you're looking for someone that's got that 40-plus L10 that you can afford and then also putting your lineup, I think that's kind of the way to go. But just kind of looking based off scores, I'm going to go Jimmy, and then uh, Jimmy, Trey, and Van Fleet in that order. And for the not sake of content, I completely agree with that. I yes. J- J- Jimmy B, in a situation like that, in a play-in, in a winner take all kind of situation, man. You can't bet against Jimmy B, especially with Trey young, man. If he wants to throw one of his fits, have one of those games. And at the same time, I agree with you have the DeJounte Murray risk, you know, you have the Siakam portal, you know, let Scotty Barnes go off in Toronto. You never really know which one's going to show up that night. And Van Vliet can completely disappear. Mm-hmm. He could completely disappear. So I completely agree. I would completely cut Van Vliet. I would bench Trey and I would, uh, I would play Jimmy. That that makes me feel a lot better. I was nervous that you were going to say something completely different. So knowing that you're, you're in the same boat as me on that, just, I just feels good. I got, I got burned too many times by Van Vliet this season Mm -hmm. because I think I picked him up pretty early. Uh, Yeah. And it's just the days that he'd go off, he was on my bench and whenever I'd play him, he'd get like a 23. So I just, yeah, you you can get cut. You can go buy drops, go, go play in uh, Europe or something or anywhere, anywhere, but here. (laughs) Anywhere but here. Yikes. All right. Before we cut it to the end, obviously we were thinking outside of the box and not going to the very tip top. The cream rises to the crop. Who who are you picking up top? Because these guys, obviously they cost a lot more. So you want them to go further. So realistically, when you're looking, you're shopping for MVPs, you're kind of making a bet on who's going to go at least to the finals. Obviously that's a whole different beast in its own but at least from the Eastern conference, get to the finals. Who, who, who is the guy that you would for sure be like, this is, this is, this is the guy, this is the guy that I'm rolling with of the playoffs right now. Yeah. I mean, out East, I think it has to be either Giannis or Jason Tatum. Um, And at the end of the day, I think it comes down to which of those two teams do you, I don't even want to say trust more because theoretically both of those two teams should make it to the Eastern conference finals. And that very well could be a seven game series. Um, I hope it is because from a content and just a fan perspective. Give me that. But I I think realistically, those are really the only two guys that you can look at. I mean, Embiid may put up more more points, but is he going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Even if they do, I don't see them beating both Boston and Milwaukee in back to back series. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's really between those two guys. I want to, I, I got to say Giannis again, just, I shouldn't even, yeah, I shouldn't even say think again. So? I'm just going to go Giannis because I mean, he's won the NBA championship before. So he's been there. Tatum kind of just disappears at times. It feels like, like in the clutch and especially last year in the finals at times, like there are times he just completely disappears from the stat sheet altogether. Right. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, Giannis is going to probably give you a double, double and with rebounds with his assists. He, like he just, he kind of does everything well. Um, and I'm, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I don't want to jinx it. So we're just, we're, I'm going to go with Giannis here. And uh, it's, but it, it is, it is close between him and Tatum. But I, I feel like really those are the only two guys that, that you kind of can really pick from at the end of the day. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, Embiid, Embiid had one heck of a season, but again, he's been in and out. Mm-hmm. Do I expect him to play? Yeah. There is injury risk. And then Philly, Harden goes down and Bede goes down all of a sudden. You're, it's getting a little spicy in there. So, yeah, I think the way Milwaukee's just dominated, what do they go on that like 17, 16 game run? Yeah. At some point in the season, like they can dominate. Obviously, they've had a couple, you know, periods when they've been played with injuries, but 
you got Brooke Lopez, you got Drew Holiday, you have Giannis. Like you, you, that team is so stacked. And Boston, where same thing, they have a lot of great players. But it, it's it's like I almost don't want to say yeah. Giannis just to not say Giannis, but like, dude, it's so hard not to be like, yeah, it's Giannis, right? But yeah. for the sake of a little bit more conversation here, and I was looking at this at the end of the day, whether it be differential price because he's a third of the price l10s are relatively the same at 49 and 45 is there any world where you go and you take jalen brown over jason tatum i don't think so even in best Um, ball situation where you know like you're gonna they can both technically pop or you play them both yeah i would say there's there's times where they've they've both proven that they can do it Um, in a series let one of them take a night off and then just one in the other without looking into this more just because i don't want to i don't want to hold the discussion up too much if i remember the finals last year i want to say brown had better games overall um i i don't think it was by much i just remember there were some games where jalen brown was just absolutely dominating and it was like if the celtics win the nba finals it's going to be jason tatum for finals mvp but really like you could make a legitimate argument that it should be jalen brown um i just i it, it depends how you want to set your lineup with those two guys. Um, because if you want, like more people are going to go with Giannis or Tatum. Right. So if you're trying to simply just match the, that top person and then trust the rest of your lineup, I think you go with Tatum. If you're trying to go for the contrarian option and say, I want my lineup to be different. I think that gives me the best chance to win because I don't know how good the rest of my lineup is. I think then you go with Jalen Brown. So it, it kind of all comes down to how much of a risk are you willing to take um, and how much do you trust the back half of your lineup to to say, can I go with a guy that, you know, not as many people are going to have as their MVP, but he also can put up MVP type numbers. Yeah, that's mainly because I'm kind of looking at that. I'm like, mm, Jalen Brown's a third of the price of Tatum. Right. Look at, you look at their scores, they're like, mm, they're pretty similar. And we know at the end of the day, it's going to be one of those two because what other teams really have a duo like that that could put up numbers like that consistently? Like if Giannis is just controlling everything, Giannis is going to control the entire floor and everybody else is going to get diminished with that. You, there's games where both Tatum and Brown, they share the ball. And yeah. what was it? The first game of the season, they both like combined, put up 70 together, like just casually, no big deal, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I that's, that's a good combo. If you kind of want to do a little stack that way, um, you know, it'll hit, you know, they'll play. And uh, who knows? You might be a Boston fan. You might want to do a little stacky stack, but uh, yeah. You never know. Uh, you have any? You have any more players, Alec? You have any any more ideas? Any other things in the Eastern Conference that have uh, kind of caught your eye? I mean, we kind of we kind of quickly glanced over it earlier, but uh, just another Bucks player to kind of potentially look at is Chris Middleton. Obviously, he's he's banged up right now, um, but he's got an L ten of thirty four. He's a guy that is a a phenomenal complimentary piece, and I'll even I'll even throw Drew Holiday out there too. Just kind of those those main three guys. Um, because you really can't go wrong with either of them. I mean, Holiday's a tremendous defender. Middleton can get you some boards. Um, Holiday's a little bit healthier than Middleton right now. So if you're kind of looking and that's your your decision, then I, I think I would go with Holiday over Middleton. But I mean, you really want to look at those those top two or three guys on the team that you think is coming out of the the Eastern Conference. When we when we get to the West, we'll kind of do the same exact thing as say, who do we think is coming out of the West? Who are the the three guys that we know can kind of set the bar for that? Um, and I think just out east, you're really looking at at Boston and Milwaukee. And man, I I hope that that becomes the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to be so disappointed if we don't get that matchup. So um, uh, hopefully yeah. we do. But but yeah, just just kind of looking at those guys on those those two best teams that you trust. Because at the at the end of the day, then they're playing more games. 
So even if he's not, you know, like kind of like the Grayson Allen pick, even if he's not the the most flashy player, if you trust the Bucks to make the NBA Finals, you're getting four series out of him. So it could happen. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. Um, obviously, this is. I mean, we could sit here and make a case for everybody. Also, I love the fact that none of us mentioned anybody from the Brooklyn Nets. That's such a weird <laughs> team. Like, the, like it's, the Nets. They're just man. who's gonna do it, right? Like, obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie has just come in. Is mm-hmm. great putting up scores, but do do you trust them in a in a series in a playoff series to Absolutely bring the whole thing not. home? No, not a chance. No. Sorry, Cleveland. Yeah, we have Donovan Mitchell, but yeah, sure, Darius Garland, but can't can Cle can Cleveland go far? Do you do you think? I or are they just kind of you think they're going to crash out, burn out? They've had a great season. I wouldn't even say crash out burnout because the, the talent is there. I mean, obviously going up again at the moment, going up against the Knicks in the first round is going to be a, a very tough matchup for both of those teams. Yeah. Um, and I, I think whoever progresses seven. can, can kind of give Brooklyn or not Brooklyn, sorry, Milwaukee, a, a run for their money. It's not going to be an easy sweep. Um, even if it's five or six games, I mean, you're probably playing all those games pretty close. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago when the bulls played, I guess it was last year. Um, when the Bulls played the Bucks in the first round, I mean, the, the Bulls got swept, but three of those four games, if I remember correctly, were within five or six points. So um, one of them, I think, came down. I think the Bulls missed a shot, like with five seconds to go that would have tied it or something. Yeah, but it, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I, I think even, you know, Cleveland and New York can both give Milwaukee at least a good series where you're, you know, Donovan Mitchell's going to put up good numbers. Hopefully Jalen Brunson could, Julius Randle, if he's healthy. So Please. You know, you're looking at those matchups where it's like, even if you you go after those guys, you don't think they get past Milwaukee or even if Boston jumps them somehow, you're still getting good numbers for for that first round and potentially even that second, too. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch again. Stuff in the playing could change, could not change. But at the end of the day, you want to focus on that longevity. If you want to win one of the hundred thousand dollars worth of prizes provided by the NBA for so rare, you're <laughs> definitely going to want to think longevity because. I remember in the playoffs last year in baseball, it was all fun and games for like the first round or two. And if all your teams get knocked out, all of a sudden just wanting to play a lineup, it's going to be hard. And at the end of the day, you and everybody else that got knocked out, just chasing for players. Cause you got to scratch that itch and play in the playoffs. You're going to pray, pay a pretty penny. So listen to us. Don't listen to us. Use some of our ideas, take them, turn them into your own, whatever you got to do. But at the end of the day, if you really want to shoot for that top end, it's time to start planning pretty early. But Alec, do you have anything else? Let's go Bulls. Let's uh let's let's make this playing game and anything can happen. I I shouldn't say anything can happen because we're anything not can we're happen. not making it past the the playing game. But oh, or I have, passed, have like, the faith first in round. your. What kind of fan are you? Uh, a realistic one. Oh, facts. A, a logical one. I would love to say the Bulls are winning it all, <laughs> but dude, we may not even. We're we're only two games up on Washington right now. Like ah, dude, ah, the Bulls oh. might not even make the playing games. So. Porzingis, uh, I think they will. Yeah, your your guy Porzingis, I, oh. I trust them, but uh, not at the end of the day. Let's just let's have a good playoff run, last push for for uh, you know the postseason, not even the postseason. That's a baseball thing. Push for the playoffs here, um, and just just kind of as a fan, just kind of kind of sit back, do some extra scouting, get that extra boost in while you can, because that will make a difference between potentially winning a reward, not winning winning a reward, or even not winning a reward and jumping up an extra tier in the rewards. So yep. If you if you're going to buy guys for the playoffs, buy them early, get that extra boost. I promise you that will be the difference if you if you do that early as opposed to waiting until oh I need one more guy and and now you're kind of stuck. Yep. No. Exactly. And uh, good luck. 
Eastern Conference next week. Tune back in. We're going to go over some Western Conference. And seriously, we're going to repeat it because it's so crucial. Be like Geico. Get that 15%. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs>